so tonight, night 12 of 21, you are moving right along. Um, I just want to encourage you that you can do this, that perseverance, right? Perseverance is something that we choose to do because we want to let patience have her perfect work. So we persevere through hard things, knowing that the outcome we're going to receive something greater than we were before, right? 21 days of seeking, 21 days of knocking, 21 days of asking, 21 days of simply pursuing our first love. What would your marriage or relationships look like? How would they be different if you took 21 days pursuing your spouse, pursuing your children, making an effort where there was no effort before, changed, I'll tell you. Changed is what those relationships look like. I want to speak to you tonight. It, we're giving you ideas. We're teaching you nuggets of prayer in order to shape your prayer life. And tonight I want to talk to you about speaking and praying the word of God. And you think, Oh my gosh, well, I don't know if I could pray the word of God that long. Well, there's a lot of scripture in here. If you know the right ones for your situation to pray. Remember, we don't just pray because it's something we do out of devotion. We pray and we have this relationship to know him, to know him. One of the things dad taught us early on is that kids, you don't study for a good word. You don't just read the Bible so that you can deliver something and people go, at a girl, at a boy, good job. You study so that you can know him, so that you can know the power of his resurrection, the power of who he is and what he stands for and what he stands against. We pray to know him. So when we pray scripture, we begin to speak in agreement or in alignment with what God's will is for our life. And sometimes praying scripture, even if you don't, haven't read it a lot, teaches you to know him in a greater way. This is, this is my memory card thing. And I, I have this one section called kids. <laughs> it, it's got a little pink note on it right there. And, and these are just some of my scriptures, but it's Proverbs 19.20. It says, Lord, I thank you that my children listen to advice and accept instruction. And in the end, they will be wise. I thank you, Lord, that they hear, this is the KJV, they hear counsel, they receive instruction, that thou may beest wise in the latter end of their life. First Peter 5.8, I thank you that they are watchful, because their adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. I thank you that there is nothing, according to Matthew 10, 26, covered that will not be revealed in their life and hidden that will not be known. 1 Corinthians 16, 18 says they will flee sexual immorality. Every sin that man does is to the outside of the body, but the one who commits this sexual immorality sins against their own bodies. Lord, I thank you that you protect my children from sinning against their own bodies. By the way, you can thank Stormy O'Martin who wrote a book on how to pray for kids. I stole all our scriptures because she stole them from the Bible. 
And all you wives that want to know about your husband, she got a book about that. And all your husbands that want to book about their wives, they got that. <laughs> and then you can go to another section in here that's about my husband and the church and myself. Because, see, there's things that myself I struggle with that you might not struggle with. But for me, I've looked up those scriptures and I've done the research to say, what does God say about my weakness? And what can I do to speak the truth over that weakness in my life? How can I be in agreement with what God says about my weakness? Because we know that when I am weak, that's when he is strong. Amen. And that's when he takes over. But I have to submit it underneath his authority. I have to give it to him. I look at Isaiah 55, 10 and 11, and it says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and it does not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out of my mouth, and it will not return empty but it will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. God's word never fails, never fails. Praying the word guarantees that it's coming back in return to the Lord because this came out of his mouth, his mouth. First John 5, 14 and 15 says, now this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And we know that if we're speaking the word, that that's his will. And if we know that he hears us, then whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked for. We have to remember that prayer doesn't change God's will. It's simply aligning our will up with his and we must believe that God means good for you and I. And that he knows best for our life. And sometimes that's hard. Remember when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane before he went to the cross. Before the crucifixion. Not once, twice, three times. He's communicating with the Lord in prayer. Saying, oh God, if there be any other way. Any other way as he's sweating drops of blood. Not sweat, blood. Tell me that he was not in anguish over what he thought, maybe, just maybe, God, you could reconsider the way. If this cup could just pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Sometimes what God asks us to do or what he purposes us to do isn't always easy. It's not always comfortable. But just think of where we would be had God not chose to send Jesus, his son. Lost, paying our own price, unredeemed, sick, diseased, impoverished, forgotten. But because of God's sovereign choice to send Jesus for you and I, to ask him to come to earth as a human and to show us that it could be done and that he could remain sinless because of his price. You and I are now righteous. Thank you, Jesus.
Let's be sure to pray God's will tonight as we pray. It never fails. God is not a respecter of persons. And if he's done it for one, he will do it for all. If in his all-knowing, what we are asking will not harm or hurt you or lead to your destruction, then he's a good God. And he will give you that which you ask. He's a good God. He's a good father. And we are his children. Every one of us have a parent or we've given birth to a child. If you haven't, then you've been parented and you understand that you have an access to your father that others don't possess. If we are the children of God, then I challenge you tonight, if it's his will, then go with confidence and ask boldly what you will. Trust me, his answer is yes. Amen. So get some verses tonight that maybe, maybe you don't have yours written down. Maybe you're going to need Google tonight because <laughs> you're like, I'm just going to pray over my weakness. I dare you to type in scripture verses about love and Google's going to pull up a whole bunch of them in a hundred versions. And you may read the same scripture five times because it's in five different versions. But I challenge you, step out and try to pray scripture tonight in your hour. Take some of that time to pray scripture, all right? Let's worship and then let's pray and we'll come back for corporate prayer in the end.
in your presence sweet forgiveness in your presence Oh, that song you could sing, literally praying the word of God. There's a scripture for every one of those. There's liberation. There's free. It's beautiful. Where do we think those songs come from? The scripture. The scripture. That's why we says we sing hymns. Hymns are written after the scripture. So are the songs we sing on Sunday. Beautiful. We're going to start with our uh, prayer tonight. Um, I'm just going to be transparent, and I'm going to share some of my own personal scriptures. I was praying down there, and I felt the Lord wanted me to. So I'm going to just pray over the tongue tonight. That's where we're going to start corporately. And maybe that's something that you don't struggle with. It would be something that I do. My tongue often gets me in more trouble than it should. So I start with my scriptures out of James. Father, I come before you tonight in the name of Jesus. And Father, corporately, we just come before you as a body. And Father, I'm reminded of the scriptures in James that says that no man can tame his tongue. That it's a little member and it boasts of great things. But Father, I thank you that my tongue is not a boaster. My tongue does not defile my entire body. My tongue chooses blessing over cursing. My tongue chooses life over death. The first thing my tongue speaks is the positive things that you see. Father, in every situation, Father, though my flesh would lean to its own understanding, Father, that I lean towards your understanding, that I see things differently than the world sees them, and my mouth follows what my spiritual eyes see. My tongue does not speak of the things I see in the natural but it speaks of the things that I see in the spiritual. I thank you, Lord, that though I myself personally cannot tame it, that the Holy Spirit through me can. Father, for you said that the Holy Spirit, Father, if I live according to the flesh, that I will die by the flesh. 
But if I should live by the Spirit of God, that my spirit shall live. I choose to live in you. And I choose to listen to the Holy Spirit in that still small voice. Father, I'm reminded that in 1 Peter 3, 8, it says that I am to be of one mind, having compassion one for another. Father, that my mouth loves through my tongue, that I have love for one another, and I speak only good things about my brother. Father, according to Colossians 3, 8, Father, that I put away anger, wrath, malice, and obscene talk. And Father, I put on your things. In the name of Jesus. Father, Exodus, the 14th chapter, the 14th verse says that you will fight for me. And that all I have to do is be silent. My mouth needn't defend me. For you are my defender. I needn't come to the table with, with the truth. I needn't express my thought. Father, for you fight my battle. If I just stay quiet. Father, I thank you that I'm not quick in my spirit to become angry, for anger lodges in the bosom of fools. Father, I thank you that only a fool, according to Proverbs 29, 11, gives vent to what's happening in his spirit. But a wise man quietly holds back. Father, I thank you that this little member in this body is controlled by your spirit. That each and every day I walk according to your purpose. Father, in that this little tongue only goes the way you want it to go. Father, I take the next minutes and we pray over the salvations. Father, when we pray according to scripture. I'm just using my scripture card. For some of you, you, you have names on the front. But there's scriptures on the back that you literally just pray scripture about what God says. It says that in John 6, Father, we ask, Lord... The Father, that you draw them to Jesus. Father, that they would see the Savior, that they would see redemption, they would see their need for a Savior. Father, that they would identify that they have fallen short, that all have sinned, and that we need a Savior. We need a sacrifice to pay that price for us. Father, I thank you that you would blind the spirit that blinds their minds. According to 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter and the fourth verse. Father, I pray that they may have a personal relationship with you according to Romans 8, 15. Father, that that spirit cries out, Abba, Father. And it looks towards heaven, Father, desiring to be one with you. Father, I pray that believers would cross their paths according to Matthew 9, 38. Father, I thank you, Lord, that at their workplaces, Father, that just like my mother and father, that you would place a person that knows you who's born again right next to them in that line of the factory. Father, right next to them in the desk that they work and they answer the phones or they're doing sales calls. Father, put them right next to them in the truck that they drive. Father, and let them begin to share and be a witness of what you've done in their life. Father, we release the spirit of wisdom and revelation upon them so that they may know God better, according to Ephesians 1, 17. God, that they would know you, that their hearts would be enlightened, so that they could understand and see the way you see them. Father, they would not see themselves the way the world sees themselves, but through your eyes. Father, that they would know you and the purpose and your calling for their life in the name of Jesus. And Father, lastly tonight, I pray the love chapter 
<laughs> it says, this is 1 Corinthians 13, the fourth chapter. It says, love is patient. Father, I thank you, Lord, that I am patient and that I am kind with people. Father, I thank you that I'm patient and kind with my children. God, that I'm patient and kind with my husband. Father, that the love that I carry does not envy. It does not boast and it is not proud. It's not jealous of other people that receive things that I think I've deserved. Father, I thank you that my heart is made after yours. That it is not proud. God, that it does not talk of what it's done first. That it allows others to have their moment. It allows others to, to receive goodness and be glad and be joy. And that I'm happy for others in their moment. Because that's true love. Father, I thank you that it does not dishonor others. But it honors them. Father, that it's not self-seeking. God, that it's not looking for promotion. That it's not seeking what it may gain from others. Father, that it's not seeking above and beyond what is your word, your, your purpose for my life. Father, that it wouldn't be anything greater than what you have in my process at that moment, at that time. Father, for I don't want to be ahead of it. Father, I don't want to be easily angered when things aren't going my way. I don't want to be easily angered when people don't agree with me because that is not love. It keeps no records of wrongs. Father, help me to love people without strings attached. Help me to give of myself without requiring something in return. Without me keeping track of whether they returned the love or not. Father, I thank you that it does not delight in evil, but it rejoices with truth. Father, I don't delight when good things happen, when bad things happen to good people. And I don't say things like, well, they deserved that. They had it coming. Will you reap what you sow? Father, I thank you that my heart is not filled with that piece of evil. God, I rejoice when someone finds the truth. Father, it always protects. I will always protect my brother. I will always cover my brother in public. And Father, I will go in love and confront in private. Father, it always trusts. It always believes the best. It always hopes. It always hopes that the intention of that person was right. Even though what they did might really, really, really look bad. I'm the one who gives them the benefit of the doubt. I'm the one who goes the extra mile. I'm the one who forgives seven times 70. I'm the one who gives the grace. I'm the one who extends mercy. Father, I'm not the one saying, crucify him. But Father, I'm found worthy of love. Love never fails. Father, I thank you, Lord, that the love I'm so grateful for the love that I've received. But Father, I ask you that the love that I've received, Father, that I would understand its fullness, the height, the depth, the width, the length. Father, that I could bestow that love upon others. Help me, God, to be the portrait of Christ, Jesus Christ, to the world. That is, Christ came to give his life for me. Because God so loved the world 
that I would love the world like he did. And that I would lay down my life for my brother. Lay down my life for my sister. God, that I would be found worthy. I'm guilty of love. In the name of Jesus, I pray tonight. Amen and amen. That's the word. That's the word. You, I was in James 1 earlier tonight when I was praying. I'm like, holy cow, that chapter preaches and prays for an hour right there. Let me tell you. <laughs> but remember, church, as you pray the word, you learn the word. You speak the word. You memorize the word. And now you live like the word. I love you. We'll see you tomorrow night on day 13. And you also have homework because now you can write the word. <laughs> all right. Love you all. See you tomorrow night.